We're back. Hello, and welcome to season three. Three! Woo-woo! Yay. Of Allegedly Astrology. Each week, we'll be breaking down the astrology that happened during some of the biggest scandals and events in history. If you're a repeat listener, you know the drill. But if you're new, we're so happy to have you, and we're so happy to be back, and we've got some great topics planned for this season. So, Dana, what are we covering on our first ep back? This week, we're talking about Benifer, a.k.a. the relationship between Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck, and the triangulation with Alex Rodriguez. We love a good love triangle here on Allegedly Astrology. But if you don't remember, Benifer was the couple of the early 2000s. Um, In fact, they're considered to be the first name combo couple and a total major tabloid phenomenon. They had a whirlwind romance that everyone was obsessed with. Ultimately, their relationship imploded. But since they started dating in 2002, they were engaged, canceled the engagement, got married to other people, got divorced, dated and got engaged to other people, (laughs) and then made headlines again in April 2021 when they appeared to be back together. So let's dig in a little deeper into this reunion, which is 19 freaking years in the making. So insane. But J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez, we all know her. She's an actress, singer, and dancer. Her first movie role was playing Selena in the movie Selena. So bless up to that. Bless up. Bless up. And also, um, if you want to really bless up, you can go back and listen to our podcast about Selena. (laughs) Yes, our episode about Selena. But Jennifer, or as J-Lo as she's known, is a icon. She's seen as the biggest, one of the biggest entertainers in North America. She was ranked by Forbes in 2012 as the most powerful celebrity in the world. Wow. And I know that's insane. And she was named by Time as one of the most influential people. So she's a pretty big deal. Um, What are her big three? JLo has a Leo sun exactly conjunct her Leo rising and a Scorpio moon. So Leo suns are like warm, friendly, and attention seeking. Leo risings like to I mean, they like love to like sing for their supper. I'm one. Um, And because when you sing for your supper, you get validation from an audience. And that's kind of like what a Leo needs, like external validation. Um, They can supply it themselves. They learn to blah, blah, blah. But whenever someone has their sun in their rising, their goals are going to be in line with their personality. So like they present as themselves. So this is especially true for JLo because the sun rules Leo. So she's just like, she's Jenny from the block. Hell yeah. And then um, she has her Scorpio moon is like, they present very different than Leo's like they they're both fixed signs, though. So that's they are connected. Um, they often have to deal with like a lot of emotional extremes in life. And like they can be secretive about their like true feelings or motives, like not to be nefarious or deceptive uh, necessarily. But like they just will not reveal all their cards like you will never know a Scorpio moon. I feel like it makes sense that she's a double Leo, but I am very intrigued by the Scorpio moon situation. It makes me feel like there's a lot more intrigue to her than I first would have assumed. I feel like she'll come after you like a a rabid animal if you cross her. I think that she probably just has created like her public self is like, she's like, this is good. Like, I'm sure there's so much more depth and like so much, like she has ideas and stuff, you know, she just doesn't reveal it all because Mm -hmm. like she, she's so famous, but she's also like pretty far away from the public, I think. I think like recently she was on some morning show and the anchor was trying to get her to talk about Ben, so spoiler alert, but she like was very coy. She was like, Oh yeah, like I'm 
I'm just having fun. I have reasons to smile. And then the person was like, was it because of Ben? And she's like, I have reasons to smile. But she said, Boy, it like I'm going to nice say that way. forever. I have reasons wow. to smile. The next time anyone asks me how I'm doing or I have reasons to frown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but enough about JLo. Moving on to Ben. So Ben Affleck is an actor, director, producer, and screenwriter. He's known for roles in movies like Goodwill Hunting and Armageddon and a ton of others, obviously, but those are the only ones I really care about. And he also has a huge back tattoo that we really must stop and talk about for a second because you literally have to stop what you're doing right now and Google to appreciate how absurd and confusing it is. Um, and I want to be his... Literally, I actually want to do this. I want to be his back tattoo for this Halloween. Well, that's a great idea. I'm not sure how I'm going to do it yet, but I'm going to figure it out. And obviously, Dana, this is not a a visual medium, but like, how would you describe his back tattoo? Um, I mean, it's a mural. It's not a tattoo. It it seeps <laughs> onto the other sides of his body. It's honestly unlike anything I've ever seen. Like, I've never seen another body art, anything like. I've seen people covered in tattoos. This is one piece of art it's like a <laughs> blue red yellow and like uh black outlining i think i believe it's it's a, either a dragon or a phoenix rising from the flames it goes from his butt crack around his shoulders and then kind of around his uh either like hips or love handles it's a full thing like i i that must have hurt so bad it must have taken so long <laughs> i don't know how what went into the decision he designed it i think you know what wow. I mean? Like he, he like, lied about it. Like he was like, yeah. oh, it's not real. He <laughs> like, said it was for a movie, but then I mean, which, okay. But like what, I can't even think of like a movie that would have that plot where the guy gets that tattoo. Now I can. It's insane. Yeah. It, and it's very uh, concerning. <laughs> I hope that he one day comes out and tells us the truth about it. It's so dramatic that Dana was momentarily rendered speechless when Sarah asked her to describe the tattoo. So that's like, all you need to know about it. But anyway, let's get into this man's big three. Okay, so he's also a Leo sun and also a Scorpio moon, but he is a oh Cancer Rising. Right. Interesting. So Cancer Risings um, are ruled by the moon, not the sun, but, you know, sun and the moon. So um, that's cool. Cancer Risings are extremely vulnerable. They're, like, again, ruled by the moon, which changes signs every two and a half days. So their life and, like, emotions are constantly changing. So they're pretty resilient and, like, tenacious because of this. Um, and then they're also super protective of themselves and their loved ones. And like crabs move sideways, and that's also how Cancer Risings move. Um, and a lot of their personality will have to do with their moon placement. And so Ben's moon again is in Scorpio, just like JLo. And so I think this is kind of good for them. Like they both probably know how each other functions, but like, and they can relate without trying. Like they're both, you know, from like the depths, the sewers emotionally. Um, <laughs> but the downside is that they might get like suspicious of each other or like jealous or like flat out obsessed with each other, which I think is hot. I, I can't believe they have the same sun-moon combo. That's pretty yeah. intense and honestly wilder than I expected because they don't seem like they have that much in common, which no. I feel like was one of the big tabloid reasons why the tabloids were so obsessed with them. But the Cancer Rising does make a little bit of sense because I feel like our boy Ben has a very like tumultuous time when it comes to life, romance, tattoos, etc. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Ben and Jennifer met back in 2001, which literally seems like forever ago, on the set of Geely. 
which is a movie from my understanding sucks very hard. And at the time, Jennifer was married to another guy named Chris Judd. And it's spelled C-R-I-S. I think that's an important <laughs> thing to know. It is. Um, but really quick, what's your guys' favorite J-Lo movie? Um, Enough. Oh. Oh, I forgot about that. I one. saw it twice in one day when I was like, wow. Five. Yeah. Yeah, that one. It's so oh, good. I'm going to say Selena. I'm going to say Selena. Yeah, that was good. I, I'm i going to have to be cheesy as fuck and say The Wedding Planner. I don't know why. <laughs> I just really liked that movie, even though Matthew McConaughey was a total creep about it. Um, But I really wish I had seen Hustlers, and I think that I'm oh, going to watch it after this because I feel like oh. a lot of people were saying she even deserved an Oscar nom for it. So she must have been really good in it. Back to Chris Judd. Um, he was an actor and a choreographer. He appeared um, in a lot of JLo's music videos. They met when he was directing um, one of her videos. They were married for a year, but then it ended. A lot of people say because of Ben. Yes. And it's been wildly speculated that Jennifer started dating Ben before her divorce. But this was something that they have never confirmed or denied. They're actually very vague about their first meeting. However, after Jen's divorce from Chris happened, Ben and her went public with a relationship and then this followed with ben putting out a full page ad thanking jennifer for being amazing and appearing it, like literally he took it out in like variety or something and was like you are an amazing actress like i'm so happy to see like work with you which is like insane it's like the original me. instagram caption <laughs> um and then after that he appeared in the jenny from the block video where he literally kissed her ass literally um, and this was all happening during the early 2000s, and that ass kiss was uh, <laughs> one of the first truly viral moments. Um, but this wasn't the first time the couple had everyone talking. Ben and Jen, a.k.a. Benifer, became a couple during a time in America where tabloid culture was, like, really becoming a thing. And, you know, we've seen the extremely negative ramifications of that culture with Britney um, but whether they liked it or not, Ben and Jen were on every single magazine cover. They were literally everywhere. You couldn't escape it. And it's definitely worth noting that during the early 2000s, the paparazzi, a.k.a. tabloid photographers, were relentless. And they would do anything to capture candid photos of celebrities caught off guard, which they, they would then take and sell for like thousands of dollars to whatever tabloid magazine would buy them. So this was a time when celebrities were basically being stalked no matter what they did or when they left the house. And no one was more of a prized photo than Ben and Jen. So I would love to know what the bywheel between Benifer and the American tabloids are. We always have to give a reminder of this, but if you're new here, a bywheel is when you compare the charts of two people, or in this case, a couple and the media, to see what the relationship between the two is like. All right. I'm going to be honest, this was way too hard to figure out, but I found some <laughs> super interesting stuff. Um, okay, so one of the first tabloids in America, or what was credited with being the first weekly gossip like magazine or newspaper, is called Broadway Brevities. And it was founded in 1916 in New York. And it was like super salacious. It would accuse people of like, you know, things. So we don't have a founding date. It was 1916. And this is relevant for two reasons. One, it was during America's nodal opposition. So the nodes are eclipse points. And like they relate to times that are like faded. And they're just like complete upheaval. Like they put you on a whole different timeline. And nodal oppositions are when the nodes are in the same signs they were when you were born, but flipped. And so in 1916, the North Node was in America's 
uh, third house, which is the press, which is where America's South Node is, it was a huge turning point for the American press. And it changed how like people consumed the news or like especially like it, it was the intersection between like entertainment and news. Right. And it just really changed how things that you would have said like in private or maybe never were like printed in a magazine. Oh, and then the second thing, the reason that it's relevant is that Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck both have their uh, son in Leo. And so the America's North Node is in Leo in the ninth house, which is like beliefs. So it's kind of like we like beliefs in religion. I mean, it's kind of like we like I mean, they're not obviously our two deities, but like they are in the, the house where religion would exist. Interesting. Well, I would say fame and celebrity are like kind of like a religion. Like For people sure. like worship celebrities. Yeah. And at the time, like Broadway in New York, that's where all the big stars were because major motion pictures were not a thing yet. So that's probably why it was called Broadway Brevities. Love good alliteration. Um, Jennifer has said that being under such media scrutiny throughout their relationship definitely caused a very weird dynamic between them. And she also claimed that there was a lot of pressure, which we can definitely understand with all the stuff that's coming out about Britney. Obviously, these two were not um, under the same scrutiny, but maybe some can argue that they were. And so, you know, no matter what they did, they would end up on the front cover of all these magazines and the pressure was a lot for them. So despite being annoyed by the paparazzi at every turn, Ben and Jen get engaged and her ring is honestly on another level i really like it it's it's big and psychotic yeah so it was the first I time like i ever it. found out a diamond could be pink yeah oh my god i forgot about that yes it was wow. this like huge pink diamond i think it's like really pretty but that diamond wasn't on her finger all that long because they decided to postpone their wedding and then they officially split in 2004 but the couple said that the reason they postponed their wedding was because the media attention surrounding them was just too intense um a lot of people say it was postponed because ben cheated on her while at a strip club <laughs> Which he denies, <laughs> but let's uh, check out the chart of when they decided to end their engagement. All right, so it's uh, loaded and complicated, like a Scorpio <laughs> moon. Um, the split coincided with a new moon in Aquarius, and like new moons are fresh starts, and Aquarius is a sign of like freedom, independence, and clarity. But Neptune was in Aquarius in 2004, and Neptune is a planet of obscurity and like deception. And so also Aquarius is opposite Leo which is where they both have their sons again. And oppositions are about conflict that lead to like balance and compromise. Um, and sometimes like it's likely that they probably thought that breaking up was maybe the best possible option for both of them, maybe to maintain the peace or like maybe, you know, like it's just not right. But then also in 2004, the South Node was in Scorpio where both of their moons are. Ooh. And the South Node, again, is an eclipse point, which acts like a drain, like it's like draining stuff out. It shows like what's Whoa. being eclipsed out of your life. And uh, when it crosses your moon, it can be a time of like emotional confusion, upheaval, like relationships you thought maybe would last forever uh, will certainly change. They might end um, and your, your feelings will just be different. It's not like yeah. going to ruin your life, but it'll be different afterward. Damn, that really sucks for them. But it kind of seems like the stars were just literally not aligned for these two at that time. Yes, I know. It's sad. So they split up. And then this is I, this I think is really weird. So they split up and then immediately they basically both get into new relationships and marry new people. Like I think within a year of their breakup. So Jennifer meets Mark Anthony, who's a singer, then meets Jennifer Garner, who's an actress, and they both get married in, within a year. And then they go on to have children and everything's chill. But then eventually Jen divorces Mark and starts dating Alex Rodriguez, a.k.a. A-Rod. 
Yeah, it's interesting that they both got immediately married and then these are the only people that they've both had children with despite them dating a lot of people. That's a good point. I also wonder, would you be, I don't know if I'd be more upset or if my ex married someone who was nothing like me, like they both, neither of these people are like each other, you know, like Ben or Jen. Yes, but they both married people that like on paper were more like themselves. Ooh, brilliant point. Oh yeah, actor, actress, singer, singer. So yeah, Alex Rodriguez is a former baseball player and businessman. He's most famous for being a New York Yankee and he's considered to be one of the best baseball players of all time. He retired in 2016 and since then, he became an extremely mediocre media personality and commentator <laughs> and was even randomly a guest judge on Shark Tank. Oh, um, yeah. He oh, recently, I forgot about that. He recently yeah. purchased part of the Minnesota Timberwolves NBA team, which is also super random. But he's also known as a little bit of a ladies' man, which will definitely come into play later. And just for FYIs, he's dated Madonna, Kate Hudson, Cameron Diaz, and even the WWE star Tori Wilson. Just this guy. I can't stop saying random, but he is. So what are his big three? Okay, so we don't have A-Rod's birth time, so we we don't know his rising, but he was born on July 27th, 1975, which means he's also a Leo son, which is weird. Crazy. Um, But he has a Pisces moon, which is like a very delicate pairing, I would say. So Pisces moons are understanding and like arguably the most empathetic moon sign by volume, if we were to measure empathy and volume. But they're also like they're really good people to have around when like you need to vent and they're just like obviously good people in general because all people are people, blah, blah, blah. But the flip side is that Pisces moons can sometimes like maybe take on someone else's emotion so much that they become their own and that can make them like feel equally victimized. Right. Like if you ever started crying when someone else was crying, they're like, oh, shit, I shouldn't be crying. I should be comforting you. That's kind of like maybe what a Pisces moon feels like all the time. So this kind of reminded me of like when he was posting those very cringy photos and captions after like J-Lo and Ben were in the whatever magazines. And it was like, oh, like you feel like the victim, even though you are the one who cheated. Mm-hmm. He's literally because the cause. She moved on. Yeah. <laughs> but this is crazy. There's so much Leo energy. This triangle keeps heating up. But I absolutely get vi- big victim energy from A-Rod for sure. So the Pisces moon makes perfect sense. Yeah, no, that does make sense. And even though he's like a crybaby Pisces, he is a pretty big deal. So when he and Jennifer got together, they became this power couple, which honestly, like, yeah, Leo, Leo, I feel like you're going to crush the world together. So a lot of people saw them as being perfect for each other. So what is their by wheel? Um, Okay, so A-Rod's North Node is in Scorpio on like Jennifer Lopez's moon. And his moon is conjunct her north node in Pisces. And so the nodes are, again, eclipse points. So they change your life um, whenever they contact one of your planets. And the moon is your, like, instinctual emotions. It's your reactions, how you act before you can respond. And it's, like, your primary safety needs. And so it's, like, a very emotional combo. They might have, like, probably... I bet it was one of those things where it was, like, love at first sight. Like, we just know. We just know. And then, like, eventually people were like, you're wrong. <laughs> and they're like, we just know. We've always known. And then, like, both of their moons are also in water signs, which is, like, feelings. And so maybe they cried a lot. That's just a hot take. Um, <laughs> or it was very wet. But I don't... He just doesn't seem that... He seems like a dork to me. I always imagine him in, like, a cornflower blue sweater. Um, But his Neptune is also conjunct her Mars and Mars and Neptune together equals like some iteration of sexual fantasy. Um, And so like it could be either like sex that never happens in real life, like someone maybe who would imagine have a better like time in their fantasy sex that was better in fantasy or like people who just act out each other's fantasies. Right. So 
it could just be like fantastic sex um, and like maybe what you've always imagined. We don't know. And then his Pluto is conjunct her Jupiter in Libra. And Pluto is a planet of control and transformation. Jupiter is a planet of expansion and integration. And Libra is a sign of relationships. So like this relationship was probably transformative for both parties. We know it was. But they also may have dealt with control issues or power struggles where like the relationship was the relationship as an entity was weaponized against each other. Um, probably not aggressively because Libra is not aggressive at all. Uh, it's very judicious, but or like maybe they manipulated each other. And again, not like toxically, like the way everyone does, but like using the relationship as the reason for this or that, like, oh, we should do this for the relationship, you know, like the relationship will be stronger because of this. And so I could just that's probably what could end up being the demise. It seems like initially it was a really mutually beneficial relationship, like everyone kept referring to them as a power couple just because they were both so successful in their own right. Um, You know, two proud New Yorkers like that have their shit together doing big things but so initially i think it made a lot of sense and they both probably felt that definitely and felt it so much that after two years of dating a-rod and j-lo get engaged and everything seems to be going super well for them until it kind of isn't so they had to postpone their wedding date because of covid but then cheating rumors kind of began to surface about a-rod stepping out on j-lo with a reality star named madison lacroix Yes. And if you're not hip to the reality game like me, Madison LaCroix is a cast member on the Bravo show Southern Charm. A bunch of people just frolic around Charleston, from what I understand. But during a reunion episode for the show, her castmates alleged that she was hooking up with a former MLB player. Um, They didn't name names, but like everyone knew who they were talking about. And Madison claims she only DM'd and FaceTimed him, nothing more, which honestly, FaceTiming someone you don't know is arguably weirder than just like hooking up on the sly. Yeah, yeah at that point, famous. like a dick pic is like more acceptable yeah, <laughs> than a so weird, weird FaceTime. I'm blocking both. <laughs> but so this rumor like sets the internet ablaze with speculation. And regardless of what Madison says, This was kind of like the nail in the coffin for A-Rod and Jen's relationship, where there was allegedly already trust issues like brewing, and they announced their breakup, saying that they're better off as friends, which is a lie. Everyone always says it to be nice. Yeah, and that was April 15th, 2021, so tax day. The bill comes due. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Neptune was conjunct J-Lo's North Node in Pisces on this day. And again, Neptune is about obscurity and deception, and the nodes are eclipse points that relate to like faded events and turning points. So it's possible that the breakup uh, maybe like felt like a surprise or it was one resulted from deception. Um, And so it's interesting that like Neptune was involved in um, both breakups, not because like Neptune, Mm. Neptune is often, but also often involved in breakups or like situations that are less than ideal charts. Um, especially if there's cheating speculations, but JLo has Neptune exactly conjunct her moon in Scorpio. And whenever an outer planet aspects one of your personal planets, especially if it's a conjunction, like it will be extra significant. Then also Uranus was conjunct Jennifer Lopez's Saturn in Taurus. I keep calling her JLo and then Jennifer Lopez. I like to change <laughs> it up. Um, and so Saturn is a planet of commitment and in Taurus it needs security and consistency. And Uranus is a planet of shock and surprise. And so like they might have like, like I feel like there was talk of this breakup so like they should have seen it coming but like maybe it happened quicker than expected or like maybe i just think like something about this was surprising there was a surprise factor and it just completely shook her like foundation yeah kind of seems like that and despite her best efforts i think to remain very like cool calm and collected about it like i read on dumois that they did seem to break up right away but they tried to make it look less sudden to the media 
um, and potentially put on a good face for their kids who allegedly became like little besties, which is really oh, sad, sad for them. But dope for us because we're starved for celebrity gossip. <laughs> and this brings <laughs> us to the moment we've all been waiting for, the reunion of Benifer in April of 2021. I wish we had one of those things that are like, boop, 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 like, boop, you know. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's my favorite noise, yeah. Um. <laughs> so the couple's reunion is honestly something that no one saw coming. It literally came out of left field and it happened when Ben and Jen were said to have been together on a romantic getaway. Then Ben was seen being dropped off at Jen's house in Miami, where I live. And before we know it, the two <laughs> before we know it, the two are going back and forth between Miami and LA. But yeah, people have said they have a very strong connection. Um, they look really cute in like matching outfits, and she like wears some of his shirts after like a night of boning. She seems all like tussled and in love. Um, and that this relationship has been very quick and intense, but it's definitely anything but casual. Um, I know it seems like the only downside is that they live far away from each other. Yes, but it hasn't really stopped them. Um, they just, a few weeks ago, they spent JLo's sister's birthday party together. They were making out at a table, which is creepy and yeah. bizarre. Like there's other people around. Um, but you know the love is real. I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, I honestly feel like this is our, like millennial women's like, if you were into MTV, if you watched TRL, first of all, like this, you're you're watching like your Disney movie unfold right now. It is. True. This is the closest thing I have to a fairy tale in my life. Like they got back together. How pissed would you be if you were J Lo's sister and you, your sister just like brought her rebound boyfriend to your birthday dinner and just was making out with him at the table the whole time in front of you? I would order them to leave or be like, "Can you stop?" I wouldn't be like, <laughs> "Like, what are you guys doing?" <laughs> I'm taking pictures and I'm, se- I'm selling this these entire pictures. podcast is just about how much we hate PDA. Spoiler <laughs> yeah. alert. Do things in private. Um, so what brought them back together? Tell me the deets. Well, so one unifying thing. And when they met in 2002, the eclipses were occurring on the Gemini Sagittarius axis with the North Node in Gemini and the South Node in Sagittarius. And that is exactly what's happening right now. What? So this is super dun, significant. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> because okay, like, yeah, that's like so weird. I know. I just think it's weird. Like, I like to believe I have like some sort of like free will. But then like when this stuff happens, I'm like, it just lines up too much, you know? Yeah. Destiny. Th- there is no free will. You just have to just take it, like bite down on a pillow and life is coming at you. So eclipses aren't an, like it's significant because eclipses are like the portals that like change your life. Like they are, you know, earth shattering. But also because it's on a 19, eclipses are on a 19 year cycle. So this is like the completion of the cycle. So um, the first nodal return since they like fell in love. And so it's like starting a new cycle, right? So they fell in love once they completed the cycle and now they have the opportunity to like renew it and like to do it right this time. It's it's also like, it's so wild because like eclipses are usually thought like, oh, someone leaves your life forever. But like, sometimes that's not true. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it's honestly crazy. Uh, like I Sarah said, you, we like to think we have free will in this life, but, you know, sometimes the universe is like, ooh, what patsy can we use to take the fall <laughs> for J-Lo and A-Rod? And that patsy is Madison LaCroix. So <laughs> Madison is just a victim of the universe, so we can't hate on her too much. But that, like, a 19-year cycle, like, who would have thought? Like, this is crazy. Oh, no. And last we've heard, you know, Jen has moved to L.A. to be closer to Ben. They've been seen smooching around Malibu. So, you know, it seems like the relationship is serious, but also they're celebrities, and I feel like celebrities are, like, on a different, like, they do things bizarrely compared to the rest of us normal folks. I agree. 
there's not a lot of like ramifications for their failure because they can just like move on and go on to the next thing. But I just I don't know. I'm kind of rooting for these two more than I thought that I would be, which is weird. But I don't know. Dana, what do you think the future holds for these two lovebirds? Okay, so I think that it's real or at the very least, like they're both getting the sort of like love and like renewal in faith that they both have. They both have like crazy relationships. I've like JLo's known for having like tumultuous marriages, right? Like people know her that of someone who's like been married a bunch of times. But also that means that she believes in love, right? Like because she's rich. She doesn't have to get married. Like she doesn't have to do these things. But they're like it seems like they broke up because like life wasn't working out for them. But in Ben's progress chart right now, the moon is conjunct his son. And so that's like a new moon for him. And so that's renewing his whole cycle. And that won't happen again for like 28 years. And then in JLo's chart, the south node is conjunct uh, or her son is conjunct her natal south node. So her progress son is conjunct the south node, which is the drain. But it's also pointing to the past. So she's progressing towards the past, basically. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty tight. And also, I just really want them to get married because then maybe I will too one day. <laughs> I think that, like, also on a practical level, like, if we do take what J-Lo said was true about their um, relationship just being way too under, like, media scrutiny, like, they were obviously a lot younger than the tabloid culture was, like, so different than it is now. Like, with social media, there's lots of pros and cons with it, but celebrities can control their own narrative in a way they never used to be able to. So they're both just, like, way more confident. They fucked up enough times that's just, like... (laughs) Like the stakes are not as high, probably in their eyes. So they're probably like, why not give this another chance? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's so I much love more free it. flowing when you can be free to be you and me. Yes. So chic for them. Hope these two kids make it. But before we wrap things up, I really need to look at the chart for Ben's back tat because it would be a disservice to us all Truly. to not know. So the first picture of Ben's dragon tattoo was taken on December 8th, 2015. <laughs> and this coincided with both his Uranus opposition and his Saturn opposition. And so the Saturn cycle is about maturity and adulthood. Um, and the opposition <laughs> is kind of like a time to strategize, right? Because it's opposite. So like you had like half the cycle and then you're like, oh, I feel like regroup here. Right. And <laughs> maturity means something different to everyone. And the Uranus cycle is about rebellion and shock and needing to be original. So Obviously, this is like a midlife crisis taken to the illogical extreme. <laughs> um, and then also on the day that the pictures, the pics were taken, um, Mars was exactly to the degree conjunct as Uranus, which is an aspect of like violence or like sharp surprises. And like Venus was exactly conjunct as moon and Venus is art and the moon is our physical body. So like it's all just very on the nose. And I'm so glad it happened. It's a gift every time <laughs> I look at it. Wow. I mean, that's pretty on the nose indeed. Right. This tattoo is truly one of the worst manifestations (laughs) of a midlife crisis I've ever seen. (laughs) Totally. I need you guys to Google it if you haven't. Like, if you haven't already, do it right now. But, uh, and if you have one, definitely send it to us. Yeah. And if you have a crazy back tattoo, send it to us for sure. We'll give you a free reading of your big three if you just (laughs) DM us a back tattoo. But um, next week, we're talking about the Soho Grifter people can't seem to get enough of. And that is the one, the only Anna Delvey. Hell yeah. Yeah. So please leave us a five-star review and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen on. And if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and DM us a screenshot of that review, we'll make you a custom meme of your big three and send you a quick write-up about it. That also stands if you send us a giant dragon back tattoo as well. (laughs) Yes. 
and both things we really would love and appreciate. Um, don't forget <laughs> to follow us for Allegedly Astrology on Instagram, Reddit, and Hey Hero, and Allegedly Astro on Twitter. I'm Elise. I'm Dana. And I'm Sarah. And this is Allegedly Astrology. <laughs> I'm still I'm still Jenny from the block. Because I have a little no, I have a lot. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know how to whisper. That will haunt my nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Really. That was really fucked up. Till the day I die. <laughs> <laughs>